I don't know how this is going to go, but let's give it a shot. I'm going to start recording. Uh, coming to you from a safe location. I've always wanted to say that. I'm ask you a question. Do you ever think you would be the recipient in need of thoughts and prayers <laughs> from our leaders? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, every day you wake up and the thoughts and prayer gauge is is running kind of low and you wake up one day and it's all of a sudden high and then you're like uh-huh wow Whoa. what happened oh shit was when it you're... a school shooting was it this and mm. then you walk outside <laughs> to find yourself in 28 feet of flood water <laughs> when your thoughts and prayer gauge is bursting at the seam like one of those red hot thermometers in the cartoons from like the stay inside, <laughs> stay inside. close your eyes go back to bed Oh, no. Oh, no. Thoughts and prayers came from me today. Fuck. Oh. Place you never thought you'd be. You know, we've done a lot of, I guess, maybe for the lulls, maybe for the, maybe at the time we were feeling it. You know, we did an episode called We're Broken, Our Hearts Are Too. Uh This time we mean it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, you know, just preliminary comments, preliminary thoughts. I don't know how long this one will go. This might be our first 15-minute episode. <laughs> 30, we did a 30-minute or like our third episode. It might be one of those. <laughs> the subject matter is definitely not easy to talk about. Um but not easy f- to make funny. I thought there is some comedic elements to it. Well, the whole thing is uh, okay. So it's weird. It's disorienting because it's been my life, and nothing but that has been going on for four days. And it's like weird to think to know that the outside world is going on okay like everything is humming along just fine and i don't begrudge anyone for that that's everybody's in their own like everyone's trying to survive their own private climate hell or or regional climate hell so it's like there's also like heat waves in portland and flooding in st louis um and so it's you know it's it's hard to expect anyone to even really know about it uh but yeah, there's a million little fires everywhere. You know, it's literally in California right now. I think it's the beginning of their wildfire season. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, what what is there to say, really? Well, it's probably uh, the vengeful God of the old. Te- God's back on his Old Testament shit. Is what's happening. I see. And he says, "I'm going to destroy the West Coast by fire," like I said in the scriptures, and I'm going to give. These poor hillbillies. I'm going to give them a little dose of the old classic. I'm going to give them a little dose of God classic. That is God. (laughs) That's God classic. Back on his bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense because some of the things I've seen over the last four days have been truly biblical. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm laughing through the pain. You don't understand, like... This sucks. Uh, there's no, there's nothing really insightful or profound to say about it. It just fucking sucks. Um, 
so if you're living under a rock, which, dude, there are probably literally people who listen to this show who probably were not aware that Eastern Kentucky had a one in 1,000 year flood, like worse than the 57 flood. I was talking to D who was like five or six years old in the, in the 57 flood. <laughs> D's always been around. He's D is at once ageless and forever young. <laughs> and he was telling me like, like their whole house got ruined in that flood. And, uh, they lost almost everything except for the photos. Everybody held on to the photos and you always felt weird about hanging on to them because they were covered in grime and you knew the grime was actually shit, like human refuse. Excrement. Yeah. Excrement, yeah. Uh, but this this flood, I think, was like six or seven inches, like the water level or the wa- the rain amount was like six or seven inches more than that flood. Like this, this was something that defies comprehension, defies human articulation. It was a massive fucking storm, oh. and it dropped. I think like eleven inches in less than twelve hours. hours. Yeah. Like twelve hours, right? Like it was overnight. Yeah. I went to bed Wednesday night, and it started to lightning a little bit. And I woke up Thursday morning. Yeah, classic, classic uh, summer thunderstorm. Oh, that's gonna cl- be nice a, to sleep to tonight. Exactly. Um, but then just I don't know. Like that seems like years ago. That day, Thursday, that seems like fucking. Have you years aged ago. that much in four days? Yes, it has been fucking crazy. I mean, just just the stage, the stages mm. of reckoning and processing and coming to terms with it realizing that you're not actually in a dream the whole yeah. the whole thing is what uh, i was like delivering so i've mostly been doing mutual aid stuff and as i pointed out on twitter i've mostly been using trillbilly's money to do it so if you signed up for patreon gotcha motherfucker i'm using your money for supplies yeah. Um, Here you are thinking we were fattening ourselves for the day of the slaughter. <laughs> no, sir. Here you are thinking we're buying bottles of water and Clorox wipes. Yeah, it's. Um, I should have fattened myself for the day of the slaughter. I should have, too. <laughs> I've been trying. I, that has been a long term project of mine to fatten myself for the slaughter. I've been trying, and it's not. Every time I go you're to the hard, doctor, you're a hard gainer. <laughs> <laughs> what we in the lifting community call a hard gainer. Uh huh. It's a. Uh... But no, like so, Whitesburg, our town, got demolished. It got, like, th- that guy pointed out on Twitter, like the old neighborhood, like my old neighborhood. Technically, I was like on a hill above it. But that whole neighborhood... Yeah, like I would have survived had I still lived. <laughs> yeah, I would have, yes. Um, that whole neighborhood got completely inundated. Four and people dead just in that neighborhood. I think so. I That's think so. Um, you know, like... I don't know, man. It's it's. I, I just remember like getting there on Thursday afternoon. Driving in on Thursday afternoon was very just eerie... And, uh, cause I was over here in pound and 
but our office is in Whitesburg, and so we wanted to go check on the office. And the bottom floor of the office was in an aquarium, an aquarium, <laughs> literally all the way up to the our floor. Shout out to Doctor Goody's Pain Clinic. <laughs> Not not widely known. Our office is set on top of a, of a pain clinic. Yeah, that's um. So that office got completely inundated, and a lot of silt and stuff. Dude, just 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 follow me on this uh, on this for a minute. Like something I can't stop thinking about. So like obviously the smells are a very interesting part of a flood like after Mm -hmm. the waters recede and there's all this debris uh, deposited on every single surface the sun comes out and then like bakes that shit and some of it turns dry and it's like kicked up so like everywhere you went was in a haze just I hate that smell and the smell is that it's like smells like kind of like it smells it smells like kind of like shit, but also like if you've ever had like a cat piss somewhere in the house that's like that you didn't find, but you kind of smelled it. It smells like everything. If everything yeah. could potentially have a smell, this would be it. You've got petroleum. Uh, you've got septic tanks, like septic, like you know, sewers of shit. Uh, fertilizer was a big one. I smelled fertilizer a lot. I smelled a lot of natural gas and propane. Um, dude, the, the, the gas station at the intersection in Heinemann, like that whole intersection buckled and that gasoline in that tank all went into the river. I mean, something like 20,000 gallons or something like that. Like just, just gasoline. Uh, Well, thankfully Joe Brandon's bringing the prices (laughs) down, so... (laughs) Not that much of a loss as it was. It would have been two weeks ago. <laughs> that yeah, that briefly for a brief time, that was the most expensive river in Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like you just think about stuff like that though, like the amount of just insane chemicals that just get released and put out in there during a flood. Well, here's the thing, dude. We were, I mean, we. Well, I'll get to it in a second, but like. Um, I was going around to the various houses and stuff and got to Apple shop and there's guys in there in hazmat suits and I'm just like, hazmat suit, that's a little overkill. And I'm like, huh? Oh yeah. Maybe it's not good for me to just be walking in there and breathing noxious fumes in these places. (laughs) Well, that's why they were giving out tetanus shots. Um, they're, they were literally riding around in an ATV giving tetanus shots. Oh yeah. They're hepatitis A. Like there's all kinds of like, brother. You I should not touch flood water. I cannot. Period. I cannot stress to you, dude. The whole fucking thing. Like I cannot stress to you, like the, uh, like the challenges to municipal, not just municipal infrastructure, but municipal governance in general. Like one thing that I keep coming back to over and over is how the social hierarchy is simultaneously suspended momentarily during a crisis but at the same time like reified like yeah that's what fortified in a way too like you sent me the thing about um 
like the, them declaring uh, basically martial law. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we have a hard, fast curfew now. We're going to stop looters. I mean, same shit you saw in Katrina. Same Dog, shit you see anytime these pop up. Our fucking town is in, under occupation. Like, I cannot. Like, dude, they brought so the our our sheriff's department lost like six police cruisers which you know the 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 county will immediately like replace those and like probably there's like 12 or 50 different bridges around the county that need repair first and they'll probably be like oh no no we gotta buy those we gotta replace those six police cruisers (laughs) first order of business boys from the flood damage we gotta replace all these ar-15s that went missing (laughs) (laughs) like they they will 100 percent prioritize that um but but like uh as a result of that they've brought in law enforcement from out of town so like downtown whitesburg is like an occupied territory from police departments in like gallatin tennessee and shit you know what i'm saying like yeah people that have no jurisdiction here really (laughs) whatsoever no relationship to the community like not that our cops do because our cops don't even have any fucking relationship to the community but it's just like oh so like on thursday on thursday before the waters had even receded like there were still parts of the county that were completely inaccessible and that still are because it started raining again today and not to mention all the people stranded who live across creeks and the only way they get across it is a bridge and that bridge is destroyed like multiple you know what i mean like they're having to lift people out with helicopters and stuff like if this uh, were the 70s the soviets would have been in here the soviets would have absolutely <laughs> building our infrastructure bridges <laughs> um but like on thursday before not like the water hadn't even fucking receded yet and immediately, I start getting texts and people start talking about, like, rumors about, like, people looting. Like, oh, there's people looting out there. There's people looting people's homes and all this. It's just like, what? How, how? <laughs> what in what? John boats? I got fucking flood pirates? I'm the ca- I'm the You see me? I'm the captain now. I've taken all your water-damaged goods out of your garage. It's like, dude, to the degree any of that's true, just let them fucking have it. Your shit ruined. is completely covered in... Not just floodwaters, but, like, gasoline and, like, just, like, all your shit is ruined. Like, there is no private property anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you see how that, like, plays out, how that creates a situation where the cops immediately have to assert themselves. Because, like, they don't do jack shit. People on downtown Whitesburg, like, all the businesses and everything, people that live there and everything, were all dragging their shit out onto the street. And, like, because they had to. They had to get it out of there immediately before it started to, like, you know, mildew and everything. Yeah. And it's all ruined anyways. They got to fucking just get rid of it. FEMA will come by and get it. But, like, as they're doing this, there's, like, traffic coming by and stuff. But, like, the cops weren't doing jack shit. Someone literally asked the police to block off the road while they did this. And, the and like, the police, like, got angry or something like that and, like, drove to the end of the street. Like, they don't do shit. All they do is spread rumors about looters because, like, in yeah, Uvalde, yeah, yeah. all they can... They only know how to do a few things. Like, when true crisis hits, they don't do jack shit. They turn into little demons, man. They're terrorists. They just start fake fucking rumors about people looting and stuff to get people, like, more paranoid. And, like, the fucking shit I saw, like, the the look on people's faces, like, 
uh, like the conditions they were in. Who the fuck is looting? I'll I'll grant that it's probably happened a few times, but like for the most part, people are trying to fucking survive. Like people, they don't have the energy to do it. They don't have the means to do it. Like what the fuck are you talking about? It reminds me of the of the biblical story of of. When the rich young ruler goes to hell and he calls for Lazarus to put a drop of water on his tongue. And it's like the whole story is not about, you know, about, you know, what you think it is in that story. The story is about the hubris of a guy who has died and went to hell who still thinks he lords over a guy who is still alive on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like in this time, like you think all of your things are your things. You think all you you have all these preconceived notions about how the world works, and you can throw it out. Really, you can just throw it out. Absolutely, because when it hits the fan, the rules change, man. And it's like uh, you respond to that one of two ways: you could double down on the reactionary asshole thing, or you can realize we're all in this together. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think it's natural that people will probably get paranoid and protective of stuff during a time like this or or at least feel you know they're vulnerable they've just gone through something really like yeah you've gone through something really traumatic and so you're really vulnerable and you're looking for any um threats that might further harm you put you in danger or something like that that's all understandable but like the police getting out here and literally making statements like we're gonna get these dirtbag sons of bitches like what mickey steins our sheriff said and we're gonna what did he say like uh make a lesson out of them or something it's like i've been all around this county the last four days and not county i went to neon Hempill, isom like Heinman. I've been all over the fucking place. I've seen no indication that like people are trying to widespread bedlam. Right, bedlam and anarchy. <laughs> no, like people yeah. what people are doing is they're displaced. They have no resources like water or food and they're looking to the few institutions in this fucked up place that have the ability to do that, which is mostly like churches and the city governments who are usually having this set up in a makeshift area or something like that. Uh, that's what, I mean, that's what they're doing. It's not, I don't know, like, Whitesburg is under curfew. We're under fucking, like, martial law curfew. Yeah. Because of rumors. They yeah. fe- they had one example. Probably fueled by the people that established the curfew. They Yeah, it, oh, absolutely. They had, like, one example, and the quote was, like, and we are hearing word of others. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm always fascinated at how cops can literally just make up reality. They can make up whatever the fuck they want and then go after the people, just like with the opioid epidemic, make up whatever the fuck they want and use it as pretense to, like, go after people. Yeah. Oh, fucking... It's just, like, this is already bad enough. The fact that I have to, like, deal with these fucking demons... Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, to me it's like, oh, well, you see the world one of two ways, either that the looters are the human scum, or that the people who are using, like, isolated and probably precious few cases of stuff like that going on, as evidence of a broader epidemic that they use to just, like, justify their existence by stepping in and, you know, like, the last thing anybody needs in a fucking crisis is like the clamp down put on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, people need a fucking curfew. Like, I don't, dude, it's, people need to be able to move around. They need to be able to move around without fear and to feel like they have shelter and their needs taken care of. It just fucking disgusts me. It's just uh, and, and everybody, like you said, is shell-shocked. That is, I mean, I understood, like, what you were talking about when I was down there and stuff. It's like, nobody can really put a sentence together, and yet, at the same time, it's like, uh, there are, like, you know, obviously, for every, like, asshole, like the sheriff or whatever, there are 10 examples of of the helpers, you know what I mean? People showing up and rescuing people in boats and, you know, everything else. And you certainly want to highlight them too. You don't want to just focus on the negative, but it is like when things like this happen and I'm kind of new to this sort of thing, but when things like this happen, I think you start to see like what a lot of people's character is about, like people that you didn't even like know, uh, sort or couldn't really even like you know I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm kind of stumbling over it but uh yeah you just kind of see like you know where people stand on things in the world and like what's our opportunities going forward like how are we going to respond to this because it's an I mean it's a it's an open question how this all shakes out you know and if we're just going to perpetuate constantly being suspicious of our neighbors and you know and and uh, you know, spreading rumors and, and all that kind of shit. It's like, well, we don't have a chance. We don't even have a puncher's chance, you know? Yeah. We got, we had enough of that before the flood <laughs> to contend with. You know? Yeah, it's, um, it's really, you know, I was like at the high school today just volunteering up there and um you know and i was like running food from the kitchen to the cars and then for a while i packed shit up at one point i was in the kitchen like boxing up food like putting food on the cart to take it out there and like this guy who you know i don't want to like dox him or whatever but he comes in there he's like yo can i get 15 of these boxes these are for the state police and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, hey, coming right up. <laughs> I got you. Hey, I got you, bro. I got this one myself, guys. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's like super troopers. Need uh, 15 number ones for the cops. <laughs> it's like. Wh- Hey, they have their little fucking cruisers. Oh, I guess not. They lost six of them. <laughs> but like, had what? But the, the I just like they're not in there helping out. The only time I've seen, the only time I've seen them is when they're menacing people like downtown, like patrolling neighborhoods and like stuff. I did see them at one like supply drop off, and I turned the fuck around. I was like, no, I'm just gonna go to another one. Like. <laughs> fuck no like why why would you fucking have cops at your none of the churches that i went to had them like no, nobody's gonna come to like pick supplies up if there's fucking cops there probably like they, and also fucking, what are y'all they, they what are y'all policing punish poor people what are y'all policing somebody gonna go stick up the fucking supply drops exactly nobody's doing that exactly <laughs> everything's in the fucking river 
Yeah. People tell, talking about like stealing things, like stealing shit from the river and selling it. It's just like, uh, okay, like how? Who the fuck are you selling it to? How do? You, how would you flip it that fast? How, yeah. how can you like get? How can you get tons of copper and then just go immediately flip it in like Perry County, which is also yeah, got, underwater? Yeah, I got. Yeah, well, you'd have to drive to fucking probably uh, Winchester to sell it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just I. I'm just taking my rage and frustration out on the police because, like, they're, you know, they don't do shit and they're easy that's, targets. Well, but that's what we, we, we pay taxes for. We might as well besmirch them. Exactly. Yeah, I can talk off shit I want to buy. I pay the goddamn salary. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's fucking astounding, honestly, though. The um, Something I've been ta- thinking about a lot since I read that Andreas Malm book, Fossil Capital... It's like he's got an interesting thing in there about how like social criticism now, like social theory, social theory now is mostly devoted to space, understanding geography, the distribution of things. But that wasn't the case maybe like, I don't know how long ago, 70 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Back then, social theory was mostly focused on time, Mm -hmm. and um, which I think is an interesting distinction. The reason that he brings it up is because he's talking. He's trying to add like a value form to like, you know, coal uh, to fossil use, Uh, and you know he's talking about how like when you burn fossil fuels, you're engaging in a process that stretches back like millions of years. Like fossil fuels are like fossilized time. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. It's like you're burning a time capsule. Yeah. Like, there could be a, a dinosaur bone in there. There could be a, a BG's 8 track in there. You yeah. don't know. Right. You know? Which is a really great, you know, it's a powerful idea, especially when you apply it to, like, class, class struggle. Like, all things across time are linked and everything. Like, it's, I've, it's, I've been trying to orient my mind to think about that more. But All of us ourselves are going to be fossil fuel one day soon. Yeah, and, and living out the new reality because of their combustion like their use like the after this happened andy Bashir, the governor was on twitter like well we don't know why this happened <laughs> dude th- there's nothing that incensed me worse than that glibness is that what that means glib yeah i think so yeah glib yeah uh or he's the tom cruise no, what he say with, to matt lauer with matt, him you're glib <laughs> <laughs> i think with him with it's more like um, feigned ignorance. It's kind of like a Chris Hayes. Why it's a is this willful happening? ignorance. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, willful- yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's why is this happening? It's like I don't know how to tell you this, but your father and everybody like you has <laughs> aided and abetted <laughs> one industry in particular that stretches all across this state. Okay, even out right where he grew up in Western Kentucky, in the Illinois Basin, uh-huh. big coal mining place out there. It's not just Eastern Kentucky, but you've allowed these places to be hollowed out and the wholesale alteration of the landscape to the point that when things like this do happen, not to mention that like the whole industry was aiding and was facilitating that process of climate change where we're at now. Like when all this stuff comes to a head, guess what? A lot of those natural protections aren't there because basically we live in a place made up of popsicle sticks now. Yeah. I because mean, of people that 
Andy Bashir and people like him have allowed to do whatever the fuck they want for their whole lives. It is astounding. It is inexcusable that not a single person has pointed out in the national media that the reason this is happening, there's one fucking reason. It's the coal industry. It's the fucking coal industry. Each and every one of these motherfuckers that just got to put everything down and walk away five years ago when the price of coal was finally... Uh, not profitable anymore. Just got to walk away, cash in all their fucking bonds, everything. Mm. Each and every one of them should be rounded up like that fucking movie where uh, Eric Bana plays like a Mossad guy, Munich or whatever. <laughs> like they should be hunted down and put against a fucking wall. Not County has almost 20 deaths. The reason why is like 60% of that fucking county is strip mined. Where the fuck do you think the water's gonna go? There's less land. They put all the fucking mountains in the streams. Like, yeah. they fucking killed those people, man. Like, yeah. I, it, yeah, there's no, and, it's, and there's just no, gonna be no accountability for that. It's act of God. It makes me so fucking mad, dude. It's just, I don't, it's just no like. No mention of that. No mention of that in any story. And then, like, the thing is, is like, the people that do mention it, it's, oh, it's not the time for politics. Well, when is it time, man? When is it? When is it finally going to be time? How many people got to die? How many people got to have their lives upended and destroyed and everything else for these motherfuckers to actually be held accountable? It's. I'm trying to de-stress more. I, I, it literally is like that scene on airplane. Like I chose the wrong week to stop smoking. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I really right. did literally recently. Like, I have been trying better to be less stressed out and to get less worked up uh, because it's literally killing me. Like, my stomach is so bad. But, like, dude, Neon, Neon isn't a city anymore. Neon is closer, I said this to to you the other day, Neon is closer to, like, social governance structure to, like, a commune or a garrison. Like, when I came in there, like, Friday... Like, you have to go through these checkpoints, basically, because it's almost inaccessible. Because the road there has completely, in some parts, cratered, fallen off the mountain. Uh, so, like, you basically have to go through checkpoints. When we got there, they were still lifting heavy. They were still with. They were, they were still in the heavy machinery phase of things, of just trying to remove the largest objects from the bridges and everything. Um, you pull in... They've got a makeshift city hall set up in a muddy parking lot under a pop-up tent with, like, a a large particle board out front with, like, city hall just scrawled in it in spray paint. It was, I'm, dude, like, I'm, like we could we could go to Neon and set up a shadow government with a slightly nicer sign and immediately still legitimacy. One hundred percent. Dude, these, these, I mean, it's, uh... It, it's astonishing. A building there got ripped up from its foundation. Whitesburg is a wider valley than Neon. Neon's a lot more narrow. So that water just funneled through that motherfucker. Through, I mean, we're, we're talking cars in houses, houses on top of houses, the entire downtown. I mean, I just it's it's just hard to even describe man it uh you know when you see those like sort of pictures on the internet of like cars on top of like telephone poles and trees and stuff i've always wondered like damn how's that happen well i know now (laughs) yeah no i mean water is so fucking powerful 
I, I mean, it's terrifying. Uh, Dude, it, it, it is something. I mean, we've talked about this on the show a number of times, but, like, seeing this firsthand, we are insane to think that we can just take whatever we want out of the earth and just continue to perpetuate climate change and all that shit. And that we can just someday, some brilliant guy like Elon Musk is going to just out engineer the climate crisis because i'm going to tell you something with water you can't bargain with it at a certain point it's a great equalizer yeah it's 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 king it's the it's a there's a reason why it's a widely used to destroy the world yeah yeah like that 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 fable that tell is not only in like the bible i think it's in like other abrahamic religions as well it's like uh, the boy that stuck his finger in the dock to save Holland. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. You cannot out-engineer it. Uh, dude, it's it's really astounding. Um, you know, another thing is, like, just how much... This country hates poor people, obviously. Um, but how... But how you're right. It's like people like Andy Brashear when this stuff happens. Like... I don't know, man. It is. A, it's just a fucking trip. I can't even explain it. I can't even. It's just such a. Um, you you don't even have to look too far, dude. I saw this thing James Bruggers used to write for the um, Courier Journal, I believe James did, but he shared this thing about climate change and surface mining, and it's basically I put it up in the show notes. But the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers study forecast. This was in. Uh, 1980. Basically, they they took the period of time from 85 to 2015. Uh huh. And then they did this study to forecast how an increase in like extreme rainfall as the planet continues to warm could affect stream flows in the Ohio River Basin, which is includes uh, uh, a lot ours. of ours flows into the Ohio River. Yeah. yeah. And he's got this map, and it basically shows that. Like the place with the largest land disturbance is also going to see the biggest increase in stream flows. And I'll just go ahead and tell you exactly where it is. Uh, the confluence of the Kentucky, Big Sandy, and Upper Cumberland Rivers is yep. like red. That's us. That's us. Coming in second is out in the Kanawha and the Little Kanawha and the Ohio River and Huntington side of West Virginia, which has also saw tons of flood in the last couple of years, too. It just makes me so fucking mad, dog. But the, check the big, the big Sandy in the Upper Cumberland. So basically, they're showing these. The Kentucky River is going to see basically a fifteen percent increase, but the big Sandy in the lower in the Upper Cumberland are looking at thirty five percent increase in normal flow. So like these streams and tribs that usually you know peacefully have like four or five inches of water in them are going to be like a foot high, two feet high, and stuff like that going forward. Now, I mean, it's, the question becomes: It's like how safe is it to even live in places like this going forward? Yeah, that's why, like, <clears throat> that's why, like, Rand Paul for a while was, like, advocating paying people to leave here. I mean, there's... <laughs> hey, hey, go work in South Dakota or Wyoming in the mountains. <laughs> right, right. I mean, there is a case to be made that, like, it is it is unsafe to put extremely, like, prefab, very, like, cheap housing trailers in floodplains that is very dangerous and again testament to how much this country hates poor people but i guess even dialing back further you could make the case that because this land is so 
scarred because there is so much land mass has been removed and the the topography's natural ability to drain without catastrophic flooding has been greatly diminished that like as a result we do we should be rethinking how people live in these places if if at all i mean granted i'm i'm not like one of these people that's like pay them to leave like they need to get out but like obviously there should have been contingency plans um but even but even that like there was there were just failures of infrastructure like communications going out like i talked to a couple two nights ago who lived out in thornton and they the last thing they said like his name was aaron and he was telling me that the last thing that they sent out to their family was like the water's getting high i'm getting really scared and then the fucking communicate like the app wireless went out they didn't well, that's they, another thing dude like the, yeah, like these motherfuckers to, need to be drug out and shot too dude i had people i hadn't talked to in years i hadn't talked to in years our buddy Wes, we used to net bats with, called me. Couldn't find his wife and kid for like all morning and all afternoon. He yeah. calls me like three o'clock. It's like, I, dude, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing Isom's getting wiped out up there where he lives. And it's like, people like were calling me like, you got any contact inside? And only people with AT&T and only some of them could call out, you know? Yeah. I mean, like Aaron was telling me, this guy was telling me that like, they, they, were just by themselves right for seven hours like no way to know what else was going on and we're telling themselves like hopefully the the flooding is just in thornton like just thornton is flooding and then like they get their cell service back like eight hours later it's like oh no every everything is wiped out i mean it's just and and i don't know the mechanics of this stuff i don't know like the engineering like i don't know if that was inevitable if this community if communications were going to get knocked out anyways in something like this in a thousand year storm but i don't know at the same time like weren't there probably ways to protect uh well it's dude it's no different from what's been going on here people put down rickety ass fucking housing for people they put the bare minimum in there we don't even have reliable plumbing and fucking water in a place that yielded so much money for the whole entire world and people here live and don't aren't connected to sewer uh not connected to city water in a lot of places you know what i I mean it's like it's just it's just continuation of that it's like okay we can make a huge profit if we just put down like the bare minimum and if it goes down, it goes down because who gives a fuck about these people? These are some of the poorest fucking communities in the United States. Yeah. It's astonishing. It really is like Katrina. It's like fucking Katrina. It's just like no one cares. It's These are poor people, poor and working people. No one cares about them. Yeah. It's 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 this, And that's why the police are out basically hunting them mm-hmm. uh, because they've so internalized that themselves that that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. Um they're already vulnerable, displaced, and now they've got police hunting. I mean, it's just... I don't know, man. It's just... um, We truly need communism. I I don't say that, like, as a cringe thing, or, I mean, it's... it's, We've got to do better than this, man. This is... Well, and I think things like this are laid bare that, you know, like the whole idea of like, we can, we can surely to God do better than this. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's, 
you know, present in people's minds. I don't think that's lost on people, but it, I mean, it's just a, it's just a catastrophe, man. It is. It's, uh, it's, um, you do see how people in the art society have been trained, obviously over many decades to be suspicious of others, paranoid, insular, uh, caring only about themselves. And this is extremely canned, and everybody always says this after a natural disaster, but now I understand why. It's like you do see people shed those um, those impulses and things that have been all drilled into each and every one of us. Yeah. And that, to me, is a very interesting thing. Like, it's this is... it's. Again, people always say this kind of stuff after these events, but I I, I see why. It's like, um, not th- like sort of like capitalist social relations, the indoctrination of all of it. Not, not even that can get down to the level of um, making us not care about each other when shit hits the fan. Like it. It does show you how kind of like febrile or like tenuous capitalism is in a way or or yeah. our present ar- arrangement of things that because we do care for each other it is a negation You say or- you say <laughs> you say spurts of it you know what I mean? Yeah. You see temporary, you see like, you know, our, our anarchist friends would call them temporary autonomous zones spring up, you know. I don't really think of it as that, but I think you see like little flashes of humanity where like, oh, imagine if we just did this all the time though, yeah. Yeah, like it's... In, in, in fair weather, you know what I mean? Like you see the bonds and the love and all these things that, and you see that, and you're like, "Oh my God, the world could be so much better." But we can't really see how we would do this all the time because, like, you see all the wreckage and the waste and everything laying around. So it's like, "Oh, we we associate this with sucking." But like morally and spiritually, you can kind of see the wheels turn for people. You know what I mean? Well, it's another way that capitalism has kind of baked in a contradictory logic to it because. What it does is it it makes people hyper aware of the fact that they're vulnerable. And mm. when you're vulnerable, you need other people. Mm. Um, and obviously, vulnerability and fear can create ra- reactionary politics, like mm. with the rumors about looting and the cops and all that. But it can also create... I, I guess the word that immediately comes to mind is communism, but I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like... I just mean that, like, it creates a, a well, dynamic. I, mean, we're not, we're, I don't mean that. We, I don't want to sound like we're being self-serving or anything no. like that. But, but, but yeah, it does. Not... It, it, it's a natural state. You know what I mean? Like when we say communism, this is like what we naturally gravitate toward. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like I've never even thought about that in terms of communism because I've been so pumped full of anti-communism for so long. Well, you think, know what I mean? I, I, don't I don't, even, I've never really right. thought about it as that root word of like communal living and like the abolition of private property that sounds scary for somebody who's told that all they should aspire to in life is to own property you know what i mean i would yeah i would say it's not our natural state i just think that human beings contain within us two impulses sometimes or multiple impulses and that in a in a crisis like your role your station in 
society kind of kicks in and if you're a cop like obviously it goes towards like the reactionary position um but if you are in you know a working class or not necessarily though i mean even capitalists could probably experience this as well and even our conservative politicians um you know like angie hatton who has been very helpful and stuff like even them like i think we what it is it's a matter of politics it's like, do we want to continue on after this? Like when we rebuild, do we want to continue down the path with like more cops and stuff that make this more painful and hard when they do happen? Or just going back to our own atomized lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that does like you you see that camaraderie in those like sort of that I mean, I hate to sound, you know, cheesy, but like that coming together in a community. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now that, like, now when everything's cleaned up, we just get to go back to just our own shitty existence where we just ignore everybody in the social relations and just, like, I don't know, watch TV and fucking order shitty takeout. <laughs> well, it's harder to ignore, you know Through what apps. I mean? Like, it's harder to ignore, I think, that, again, well, I guess the point I was working towards is that I think more and more people in a warming world are going to come to find that out, too. That, you, I don't know, that you need, like, planning, you need uh, communal planning, you need uh, people looking out for each other. A, a way of life that is not undergirded by the profit motive. A way of life that is not make you have to sell your labor to survive that does not ask yeah. you to live in a floodplain because you don't make x amount of money enough you know money. what i mean yeah yeah that it's, you have to live in dangerous and precarious circumstances because you're poor yeah i mean like there really is very stark like the richest fucking guy in our town don childers lives at the top of a fucking hill i mean he yeah. gets to watch it all you know what i'm saying like it's it's there really are and i'm not i mean i don't know poor people live at the top of hills too and rich people live in floodplains i'm not I don't want to like universalize. I just, I just mean that like, um, no, rich I, people usually live at the top of hills. That's, that's kind of true. Don Blankenship, right? Like he lived at the top of that fucking mountain in like got private like, water Mingo? popped up to yeah, right. <laughs> fucking god. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just. Uh, well, I mean, another thing, I think it's a reactionary impulse that we have to kind of curb too on the left is like thinking that everybody's bad because they've not come to class consciousness. Right. That's what I was talking about last night. I was, I've kind of lost my mind. I've been having these temporary moments of insanity, but I, I Same, being dude, an me ex-Christian, too. I, I kind of think of coming to class consciousness almost like getting saved. I feel like it's a condition of the heart now. And I don't think that because somebody has not come to class consciousness that they're a bad person or whatever. I just don't think they're going to get into heaven. <laughs> so to speak. It's, it, <laughs> there, what I mean by that is I just don't. Well, what I mean by that is they have to live life not sharing in the richest tradition there is. And that is, you know. Uh, you know, taking up the cause. And, and I think this is really the stark contrast between liberalism and, and, and leftism, too, is liberalism wants to... They kind of... They want to be sort of separate from the working class. In theory, they, like, they know, like... Uh, like, there's a, it's a pitying... Liberalism sort of yeah. pities the working class, whereas leftism says, no, I'm in this with you. You know what I mean? We're we're kindred. We're one and the same here. Now, 
And that's a whole different tradition to tap into. You know, like if you, if I was thinking about this last night, if you were talking about, if you want to parse out the differences between liberalism and leftism, you know, I think that is like foremost of it. And I think all those, those differences are laid bare here. And I, like, and I, again, I'm not saying that you should not contribute to, you know, this nonprofit and that nonprofit. And again, I don't think anybody, those are bad people, but I think even more important. And times like this is like what you're talking about, like the banding together and community and so forth. Yeah, like I think, I think that that's uh, liberals think that. Um, well, they see a like a social compact or a contract made with the workers. Like they want workers and bosses to get along, like uh, because you know the the context in which that was forged, that ideology was like post World War II. And yeah. and it made sense, uh, rising rate of profit and all that. Yeah, I just obviously they don't have anything to say. They're completely they're completely apart from reality, as shown by Andy Bashir. <laughs> just like we have no the 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 funny thing about Andy Bashir's tweet was like. It's almost like he was protesting too much. It was like, we have no idea. I swear to God, we have yeah, no, no idea, idea why this, this keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wish I had the answers. I guess we'll all understand it in the sweet by and by. <laughs> just like, like, fuck. These, I would just love... Like, these guys are not dumb guys. You know I mean? They understand history. Yeah, you know, I just I think it's it's just it's just if you can't read the tea leaves on why this is happening, it's just willful ignorance at best at this point. I I think I genuinely think that cops I well so they spread those rumors because they need to justify their own existence because they're not doing jack shit. But um I also think that part of it is that they realize that they have to do it because they have to be able to portray the poor and working class as a whole as selfish, greedy, uh, looking out for lazy, mean, whatever, won't which, work. Which they aren't any one thing. It's just that they exist as a class, and yeah. they have a specific set of needs. And if they get those needs, which is safe shelter, food, water, uh, you know, all these things, then that means no more cops. That means mm. no, because that means a society where. There's planning. There is sharing. There is no private property. Ultimately, that's the thing. There can be a world without private property. It like yeah. it, it existed once. Yeah. <clears throat> it I don't is. know. It's, yeah. Oh man, it is weird. It's uh. It's uh. I'm not saying that like it, when it existed that things were great because no things actually weren't. <laughs> <laughs> before private property our modern conception of it things weren't great it's just that you can create a world without it that is great it is possible that is great. we have the resources and the know-how to do that now yeah it's it, it is the the uh the great the the graber quote you know uh it's you know the great secret of the world is that it's something we make and it could, we could just as easily make it different and uh yeah, and that's you see you see in crisis how that is most certainly true. Dude, they're also saying stuff like um county judge says to watch for scam artists for FEMA applications. Like again, I have seen no 
indication that there are like roving bands of guys <laughs> of guys they're, they're, dressed yeah. up in in uniforms. Fe- fever, and- yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give me like a little name tag that just says FEMA and like kids writing crayon, just like yeah, p- clipboards and pin like pin protectors in your pockets. Like also, like sp- how are you gonna scam somebody as a FEMA? Like they're the ones that give you the money, right? Like yeah, exactly. I'll give. Oh, give me yeah. Like, surely to God, I don't like. Who are these scam FEMA scam artists? Like I just um. I do. An interesting thought experiment would be to make like a Facebook burner page and just start a rumor about somebody that's like scamming somebody and just see how quick it goes around to you could just say, hey, I made this up. And in like two days, this was shared like 6,000 times Uh or whatever. Uh I mean, it's just like you see even the county, the, the judge executive, like they don't even they don't do anything either. So they have to like perpetuate these false facts. I mean, meanwhile, like there's there's groups, there's networks of people out there. Like I was working at the high school, and this dude came by with a massive like flatbed, like two ton pickup truck or whatever, and was like, "Yo," he was like, "Did you old. tell? Did you tell him say, hey, man, I got a truck. It would tow this son of a bitch right out of here. <laughs> Easy." <laughs> What's the towing capacity on that, sir? No problem. You're light working that thing. <laughs> I mean, he was just, he was an old coal miner. He was like an old like he was probably in his like 60s or 70s, and he was just picking shit up to distribute it out in the county. And it's just like it's just people like doing shit like that. Like I was just talking to him, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I was here, here, and here yesterday. You should hit up these spots." And he was like, "Definitely. Thank you for the advice." And he and so it's like. You know, there's, like, these, like, informal networks. Like, there is a network of, like, aid and help. And then there's, like, these fucking, like... Yeah, there's these demons who, like, are trying to be like, well, well, before you get carried away here, before you get carried away with all your help, let me just, uh, let me just make sure that you are fully aware of the people you're helping, uh, that you know. It's just, like... I mean, it's like means testing, right? It's like a form of means testing in real time about like actual. Been it's I don't know, you know. It's like the it's like you're right. Like the analogy with Lazarus, the Lazarus is is perfect. Like they expect someone to pay peonage to them, right, or whatever. Even after they're yeah, it's uh. Well, the good news is we have the antidote for them. All we gotta do is throw a little unknown white powder on them, and they just melt. <laughs> it's it's really amazing. <laughs> that is really funny. The the thing about the fentanyl scare is really funny because it's like cops admitting their own like kryptonite. Like, dog, don't tell don't tell everybody that you're like deathly afraid of fentanyl. You know, I'm I'm just gonna like put it in like a little puff gun or something like that, like a little puff uh thing for cooking or something. And just yeah, yeah when I get pulled over, just like like in their face. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> like you've you have handed us your Achilles heel. Why would you do that? It's so dumb. Yeah, but yeah. Once you, it's like the poker edge, man. Once you spot somebody's tail at the table, you don't say a fucking word about it. You know. Yeah, and the great thing about it is that like it's literally impossible to 
ingest fentanyl that way you could so you can do it with anything just put some flour just put some flour in your palm and go (laughs) you know it'd be really crazy if you really want to freak them out you hit a line of that of the unknown powder right before you throw it on them (laughs) just let them know they're dealing with a crazy person yeah man the thing that really gets me about that is like saying this is like you know he's uh, human scum that would do this and it's like man people that would fear monger at a time like this or human scare like you know like on the other side it's like if you think that's true what about the people that basically blow these things out of proportion like people that are already suffering and now like they have to be like hyper vigilant worrying about like these desperados going around stealing their junk like dude you're right dude there are people out there who lost everything everything their house their clothes their pets family members and they queue up they have to line up at the few places in institutions around here that are handing out supplies and they're they're starving like they need water their babies need like formula diapers and stuff like this is they need like disinfectant like they're covered in fucking mud and rainwater and you're gonna sit your fat fucking ass at the computer in the sheriff's department and spread rumors that they're out like pulling basketballs out of the river and selling them oh yeah yeah oh damn man uh, wait till you wait till you hear about what Don Childers does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But because he's a rich man, it's legitimized. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I'm just, I, I, I'm just venting. Obviously, I've just got a lot of pent up fucking anger, and it's just hard not to have. It's. It is. If you could see this, if you could smell it, experience it, like the people who did this must pay. Yeah. They must fucking pay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you so see floods, that. No, yeah, you, like floods happen, but they are also socially constructed events. Yeah. And, and this, I, I mean,. Yes, this was a one in a thousand year flood, but like we created this place to be a death trap for it to be a one in a thousand year flood because right. of all of the things the coal industry left when it left. Mm. It, I don't know. In that way, it's kind of like COVID. It's like, were the seeds of this already sown two, three decades ago? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but yeah. that's an argument for time. You know what I mean? Like time as a as a valuable, powerful tool for understanding in history as a tool for understanding the world nah I don't know man that's weird man I, I it's I tell you it's not fully set in on me yet I mean I went through the wreckage of my childhood home you know which is gone and I felt that same thing that I feel like when you know a relative dies and you just don't feel as sad as you should feel yeah and I'm sitting here like god why did, like everything I've ever had you know, I, I was walking through there, man. I was picking up pictures and stuff, and it was funny. I had a Scarface poster that said, the world is yours, and it's just <laughs> floating in a bathtub, not, like on the other side of the house, you know? It's like, I don't know. It was kind of funny, but I, 
I haven't fully assessed all that kind of stuff, man. I, about everybody in my family lost everything they had, but it doesn't feel like it yet, you know? It comes in stages, man. And I didn't even grow up here. I mean, like, I don't have family here. I just have lived in Whitesburg a long time, and it's my community. It's my home. And it's hard enough for me. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just... I don't know. If I mean, if you want to, like... I was saying on Twitter that if you live in the surrounding area, like, you could literally just pack your car full of shit and drive it down, like, follow that at Pikeville Pride account or EKY Mutual Aid and, like, drive it down to various spots. But honestly, the probably the best thing would just be to, like, give to some of these mutual aid stuff. Like, I mean, like, we... Maybe before I put this out, maybe I'll set up a Venmo for Trillbillies or something like that, and we can like do it that way. But uh, but we have been getting a lot of uh, stuff, information and intel and stuff from EKY Mutual Aid, and we have been spending a lot of Trillbillies money to help out with supplies and stuff. The only reason I don't want to start a GoFundMe is because Tom and I learned during the Harlan coal miners blockade that sometimes you get inundated with all this money. You're just not set up to, to deal with yeah, it. Like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, or, or pay the taxes on it or when pay, it comes. That's, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, I mean, I appreciate those of you who have sent me money through my personal Venmo. And if you want to do that, maybe like hit me up in the DM or... I don't know. I don't want to get out my give out my personal Venmo in public because I don't want to get a shitload of money. In, well, and I can't yeah. be trusted with it, so <laughs> I will. I'd be too tempted to pocket it. I've I've got too much uh, looter and desperado mm-hmm. in me. But I can say for a fact, like I've got, uh, I've spent over, I've spent about two thousand dollars by this point, um, and that's just supplies like water, diapers, hygiene, cleaning stuff, food. And so uh, your hard-earned dollars, folks, that's where they're going uh, on Patreon.com. But also, I don't want to do a thing where, like, I want to be clear. Like, I don't want people to, like, sign up and think that that's the only way. I shouldn't have even said that, confused it that way. But um, it was just... (laughs) We also take a payday. Let's make no mistake about it. (laughs) It's just, it's like, it's like fog of war type shit. It's still so early that, like... People are just now starting to get into, like, these organized units and, like, ways of doing it. Whereas, like, there's those first few days where we were all just, like, we were just, yeah, shell-shocked. Just completely unsure of what to do and doing it sort of haphazardly. Now we're getting a better sense of, like, how to streamline it and make it better. So maybe I'll put, maybe I can do, like, a Trillbillies Venmo or something. But if I don't, there are other accounts that you can give to and uh and like i said i pointed it out like apple shop has like a list of flood resources uh on one of those is like the governor's fund which is and probably like a lot of cop stuff maybe avoid yeah. that part too <laughs> yeah, don't fucking give money to god anything to do with cops or anything like that it is it is amazing these cocksuckers get in on that and it's like you know what all these billion dollar police departments why don't you just fucking you know uh, take a little bit out of that fund and throw it, give it to people. Right. Yeah. Actually, like, be a public servant like you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like, 
the reason probably I guarantee you multiple people probably died because some small like town up one of the hollers decided to splurge the police budget on an MRAP or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I shouldn't even laugh. That's fucking dark as hell. But it is dark. True. It's all. It's it is all extremely dark. Um, but there are people doing mutual aid and like just getting supplies to people. Like I literally can't explain. Like several places I pulled up, people just start pulling supplies off the off the back of the truck. Uh, yeah, you know that need them. And um, and the relief that some of these workers have who are distributing these items, like the relief when you show up with supplies and stuff, dude. There's places that just haven't even been accessed yet. This is we're recording this on Sunday. This is four days after the original flood, and some of these places haven't even been accessed or or breached yet. Like they, yeah, we don't really know the scope of it all yet. Yeah, there was a community by Blackie. I was at the high school today, and these guys were talking about a community sort of by Blackie, and they stopped through there because they were dropping stuff off around there. And they were the first people there that had, who had come by and checked on anybody. Yeah. And, like, there's people out there just completely stranded. Like, the death toll right now is nearing 30, and, like, there's still so many unaccounted. I cannot put into terms how catastrophic and apocalyptic this is this is unlike anything and i'm not and i don't want to be one of those people like oh you know like we never get covered in the media or whatever i mean that's true and it's really a goddamn shame but i also don't know if it would change a whole lot uh it's so but, weird because it's like at the when uh when the implications were donald trump getting elected that's all you saw was coverage of this but like when actual right just real regular ass people are yes in need and very much in need now it's like they don't give a fuck everybody that wanted their story about the beleaguered pissed off coal miner voted uh-huh. for trump or, or you know i mean there are good people like campbell robertson friend of the show that's that's doing good reporting on this and stuff uh, he uh, he talked to my sister. My, my sister uh, told him the story about uh, them having to escape their house and take their chances with the flood water and stuff. Uh, my nephew, I told him, "Man, you're you're immortalized as a hero in the paper of record now." <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, no, I kind of am, aren't I? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, they care a whole fucking lot when it's and that's partially behind like why so many of these like people online say like well this is what they get for voting for Rand Paul Mitch McConnell I don't even know if people are even saying that anymore it could just be like bots at this point that I are don't saying know. that kind I, of I stuff I think there's just like bots that people like use to just like get a rise out of people or something that can, uh-huh. yeah I'm sorry Paul 257838U like you're not real. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. I'm, a, you know, you, I'm sentient, motherfucker. At least I can vote. You can't even vote, bitch. You're just a little AI pussy. Sure, I'll die one day, and you'll get to live forever. <laughs> I've I've not had a whole lot of time to scour the TL, so I don't even know what the discourse is on this, if there even is at all. I I kind of get the feeling that it's one of those things that's so dark and fucked up 
like the tornadoes in Western Kentucky, that it's like you can't, there's nothing you can even say about it. It's just, all you can do is sigh, man. I just, I'm having a hard fucking time, honestly. (laughs) It's it's fucking, it's, it's, this sucks. The thoughts and prayers meters (laughs) running low is why. I mean, I I told you this morning I want to disappear, but I do feel that way. It's like we've created the conditions for the worst nightmares, and we don't care. And there are people on the ground that do care and that are trying to make it better. And that's honestly, that's the only reason that I'm not completely just like my eyes like pitch black, like I'm walking around like a zombie just pissed off about the looters. Like... Honestly, like, I really, again, it's cliche, but I really am amazed at how uh, when shit happens, people find a way to help other people. Yeah. It's, it, that is, I, I don't, I, I always hesitate saying anything about human nature, but it is something. I'm too some quick of us to do. go to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too quick to go to it. But you're right. For all the air we waste pissing and moaning about these fucking vermin ass cops, we don't give enough shine to, to people that, that do help out and that are quick to help out. And everybody, everybody out there listening that, you know, send a little message, check in on us and, all the way up to everybody on the front lines of it doing yeah. the shit. Like, like, and I that's do, most people. Most people are not cops. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you can take a little solace in that. I do have to say, I do get a little depressed at the overwhelming number of supplies that come in through do- donations. I, that is, I, I do love that. I'm not saying that, like, don't do it. I get depressed. That- <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little disheartened by the tons and tons of water needed that people. I, I just let's let's cut it back, dial it back a little bit, people. How about it? <laughs> but from like a a sort of sociological standpoint or something, I don't know what the word would be. Like it depresses me that the federal government, dude. I've not seen. I've only seen. Ah, a, I see what a, you're saying. Yeah, I've only seen like a few National Guard. It's kind of like how healthcare is also basically kept along by GoFundMe's and stuff. Like that's your only way for us to help each other is to, uh, you know, send supplies at a time like this. But basically, that there's no robust administrative state that can help out and help coordinate things. That would make things a lot fucking easier, and it would make people's lives a lot. Uh, better immediately but well, they've just it's just yeah they it's we've just got a society where everybody leans on the, on the largesse of the I, I don't know how you say that but of the churches and all that kind of stuff and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but it's like you know last season in blowback in cuba they were talking about like when the it was on the churches to take care of the poor and the unhoused and everything else like you had like just mass just fucking destitution in the streets and then when Fidel took over almost none uh-huh fairly quick yeah right that's what happens when you prioritize poor and working people you know? right right oh man well uh be on the lookout for links i feel like i could probably keep talking about this for another 2 hours but at the same time like 
I just needed I just needed to process it. I just needed to record so I could process it because it's just astounding and uh and there's hardly any media about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 that's tough. I I've, I hate to, to throw up. Hate to laugh at this, but you know, I, I we've my mom's you know I've talked about it on the show. My mom's been sick and in the hospital for the last month and a half or so, and I go down there and we're like, like me and my sister and everybody deliberating like when we should tell her stuff, you know, and like she's laid up and it's kind of funny when she's like, oh God, I just can't wait to go home and lay on my own bed, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, we'll get there one of these days. <laughs> and then she, the other day she grabbed the little hospital. She goes, let's see what's going on in the world. I was trying to find the news channel. I just put it down. I was like, how about we watch NCIS Las Vegas or something, you know, whatever's on the TV during the day. <laughs> God it's damn, like an but... episode on, like, flood damage <laughs> like, in eastern yeah. Kentucky. You're like, what the f- How did they turn this out so fast? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's dark, but kind of. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Um, well, anyways, like I said, uh, I'll have those links up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like going forward. Uh, I just had to take a break this afternoon to calm, to collect myself, even though doing this show gets me so worked up, my tummy hurts, and that's not good for what I'm trying to do right now. Uh, but I had to, at the same time, sort of step back from it and process yeah. it. So I don't know we'll what the schedule still, is going to we'll be. We'll probably still put out two a week, but don't, don't bank on them on any particular day or time going forward right now. Yeah, exactly. And if it's one a week, apologies in advance. Who even knows? It's Like I said, it's still, as D. Davis said earlier today, it's still fog of war, period. Uh all right. Well, thanks for listening and tuning in for, for caring. Sorry to bum you out on this Sunday. Yeah. But I mean, that's the you. thing. You talk about your life, and this is our life now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for the donations. Thanks for caring and everything. Uh, we will keep you posted. Talk to you later.